Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. congregation it's your girl Lacey mosley aka scam goddess back with another edition of scam goddess the podcast all about robbery fraud and those who practice it sometimes we love them sometimes we hate them we'll see as always my parasocial girlies my blues clues baddies i'm so yes excited i truly am excited for today's guest we have an amazing actor and producer on the show he's best known for his role as ryan laser beam on the 2008 hit nickelodeon tv series true jackson vp along with kiki palmer i'm gonna take that back because he's also i i get to work with him currently on the lopez show which is where he is truly shining and so hilarious and probably one of the tractor beams of acting i've never seen anyone memorize lines so fast and get jokes so quickly i love him he was also known for loving and for portraying jimmy neal on the beloved abc sitcom the real o'neills and right now obviously on lopez versus lopez coming up he'll be on the apple tv plus show bad monkey from the creator of ted lasso bill lawrence so you know you're gonna get into that congregation please welcome matt shively to the show hi matt hi hi i was i'm so sorry i i sometimes i read these like right up top and i was like he's best known and i'm like we not start with ryan laser beam. I'm not working with him right now, but but I won't lie. People do like it's, they're like, oh my god, you work with Matt. Oh my god, how is it's he? weird. I get more recognized for that show now than I did in like the seven years after it aired. Really? Yeah, it's a very weird thing. I get more recognized for this podcast than anything I've done on television, <laughs> and I'm like, this is not a visual medium. They're like, girl, we'd be looking at you. <laughs> Ow, that scares me. Well, it's just the beginning too, though. You're just yeah. lining up jobs right now. Yeah, so. truly. I would, I would like to like let the line like to, like I can't even speak that. I can't even say the thing I want to say, but I am gonna take some vacation time. Does that exist in your world, vacation time? Uh, it's like fake vacation. It's like I take all of my equipment with me, and then it's mm. like. This is mostly a vacation. <laughs> 20 minutes in a hotel room and you're like, this is this is a vacation, even though I'm still doing work. Yes. Great. You know, I trick my mind. That's Perfect. what you do, scam yourself into thinking that you took a break. Wait, Matt, um, we always ask on this podcast, what what is your relationship to scams? Like, have you ever been I actually scammed? wanted to start something off first because I had a bone to pick with you. Oh, wait, what happened? I actually listened to an episode yesterday, did some research. Oh, okay. um, I listened to the Tone Bell episode. Oh, I love Tone. Uh, I love Tone as well. I did a pilot with him a few years ago. Uh, so that caught my eye. So I, I decided to listen, and and you do the portion where you come up with a fake name. Yeah. And I believe you said like the biggest scammer name is Matthew, and then you oh, doubled down yeah. on Matt. 
Yeah, every um, mat is a scam. Oh my god! I'm sure it was I'm for the show at the moment, the but I've ever since that I wrote it down in my iPhone in my notes. I was ready to attack today. <laughs> Wait, my jaw is on the floor, y'all. He attacking. This is what this got to I literally, I was driving, I was listening to the podcast, and she was like, "Matthew, you know what?" And Matt, like anybody named Matthew or Matt, like can't be trusted. And I was like, "Damn, I'm coming in tomorrow." My my name is Matthew, and I go by Matt. That's both. Yo, I feel very scared right now. See, I was absolutely <laughs> right, because y'all should have seen how Matt was just chatting it up with me. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going ready. to a wedding this weekend. Oh, how you doing? Oh, yes. Studio I have chills like, right now. I was so nervous to bring it up, by the way. I was like, <laughs> yes. I can't wait to drop it, but I'm also so he nervous. He waited until we were rolling. Waited until the timers were on, and he was like, oh, oh no, no, no. Skirt, skirt, before you start trying to do the Had little to. podcast or whatever, it's, we got to fight. Had to. Like, Matt rolled his sleeves up. I wish I could hear. Can y'all hear how his sleeves are? rolled up right now i'm afraid see if i can <laughs> should have worn something more plastic feeling <laughs> right oh my goodness yeah well you know what? i stand in my truth man you and are a fair. scam and you proved it by how you just handled this i scammed moment. you up until this mm-hmm. moment right here so that's great i was starting with the podcast like oh what's your relationship you're like time out stop nah. the presses got a bone to pick okay you know what <laughs> yeah i stand in my truth okay? i forgive you and i love your honesty and that's okay i don't know why you're forgiving me because i didn't apologize Damn. Typically, I figured at some point once we stopped recording, you'd apologize, and oh, so I was nah. just jumping the jumping the gun there and saying I forgive you already. So in case oh, you were yeah. apologetic over it, I'm okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna survive. <laughs> I'll be fine. And no, I appreciate every mat your is truth. a scam, and I love that I have a mat on the podcast so I can tell you to your retinas that you are a scammer, and you even proved yeah. that. So thank you so much for proving. And we're just getting started. This is perfect. <laughs> I love this. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for proving me true, though. Proving me right. We love to see it. Another Matt and a scammer. Love it. So, wait, we always ask on this podcast, Matt, uh, what's your relationship to scams? Other than being one. Other than being the living one? incarnate of a scam. Yeah, have some happened to you? Yeah, I, I won't name names, but uh, my, my 20s were... I was so dumb in my 20s. I mean, who and, was it? Uh, I uh, <laughs> I allowed somebody to be my business manager for like ten Ooh, years. You and, got rihanna uh, Yeah, well, I didn't have that kind of money, but uh, I uh, <laughs> I literally I I was like twenty five, I want to say, and I I remember my business manager, the person that was managing my money, was always like, "You gotta watch out. You're you're spending too much. You're spending too much." And I'm like, "Okay, I don't feel like I am, but all right." And I had just done a show and everything, so like you know, I had I had Did a little bit of money. Did he have any specifics? He was just like, you gotta no, watch out. No, he was just like, watch you gotta now. watch out. And I was I was so stupid. I never looked at my own account. Like I just never looked at my account because I was like, who needs to? Just let it. I'll, I'm just gonna live. Now you're saying fine. you gotta watch out, and it was for him. <laughs> yeah. So one day I was I was on set doing something, and I randomly for the first time looked at my account, and there was like a fourth account that I had never seen before. And I clicked on it, and like within that day, like two grand had been spent somewhere. And I was like, what the hell is this? What is going on here? So I start doing a deeper dive yes. and like found out that over that past year, like $120,000 <gasps> had just been taken, and I had $4,000 left in my account. Oh my God. <laughs> and, he uh, was spending egregiously. Yeah, I won't give, give him a gender. Because, okay, they were spending they, it was It may have been a woman, but... Uh, watch it, out, <laughs> And not, not just saying watch out. Like, you were, gotta watch out for me. You're not watching out for me enough. <laughs> no, not at all. You're doing the opposite. And it was uh, it was a very hard time in my life to come to terms with, but it oh. also was, like, the best thing that could have happened to me because I was forced to then, like, take everything into my own hands and learn everything. That's the thing, too, like, with school. Like, my 20s was all finding out all about how, like, what 
you're not learning, which is everything that you should be learning. Yes. Taxes, mortgage, like all of these different things that are never spoken about in school. And then you're thrown out into the real world and you're just supposed to do it. And because I just never thought about it, I just never looked at these things. And so it was a rude awakening, but it was. Uh... And I mean, that's the awakening that most of us have because this country, you know, they don't want us to have the information that would really stop us from letting the government run a scam on us. Yeah. Like if everyone knew how financially advantageous it was to go to college, if they knew the odds in their particular skill set or if, if they even know what they want to do yet, most of us motherfuckers would have gone. You no. know what I mean? They're not telling you like, oh, when you take out loans and your grandpa put one in his name and then he dies, like, guess what? That's your day. Like, <laughs> they're not, you know, like there's a chapter, definitely there's going to be a chapter in my book that was like, my grandpa co-signed for my student loan and now he's dead. Like, what happened? Like, What does I mean? happen in that situation? Oh, you just get the debt, honey. It's yours. Oh, the debt just goes on to yeah, you automatically. Yeah, and honestly, when you co-sign, sometimes you're the consigner and so you're just saying like I'll make sure they pay it or it can be a situation where they're using your name and then it's the debt really doesn't fall onto you until they don't pay it you know what I mean right so but it's just the point is like if you're going to school and you don't know what you want to do or da 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 why get into six figure debt but they won't teach you that because if they no. did then how would the other institutions like get theirs no and plus you have to do like two years of general education which yeah. is technically which is what bullshit. you just did for four years in yes. high school and they're like no but you gotta come and do two more years of it here like, and it's gonna be all this stuff that by the way, once you're done with it, you're never going to need to use again. As a scammer, I do use all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that like my education my education really worked out for me cuz I use everything in my legs. See, I'm I, my yeah. conscience I'm like I'm I'm a big bitch. Like I can't <laughs> I I can't even say, the first time I ever tried to steal something was at uh the city walk see. and I went into the like one of those tried to steal well, it was though. the first and really the only time because I went in and I found a hacky sack and I was like I, I think I was like 17 that is the whitest thing you could try to steal oh back. plus it's gonna get so much wider trust me uh, and I was like you know what I'm gonna steal this hacky stack, sack that's what I'm gonna do and I got about 20 yards outside of the store and I felt horrible so i walked back and like kicked it back into the store and you like ran you away sacked it yeah, back in dude the store? i'm telling I'm you dead. i'm a, like a big <laughs> big baby it was yeah so scamming on my end like i can't do it because i feel bad inconveniencing or doing anything like that so See, it's uh i wouldn't yeah. call that being a big baby i think it's good to have a conscience i just think that like when it comes to like big business like they're unconscionable so what well, well, i'm have a oh, conscience yeah. for you like no nah, i'm gonna take that hacky sack and me and my bros about to be on the lawn i should have ultimate i could have gotten good at it i could i could have been a world-class hacky sacker yeah. i really missed an opportunity there but and i know they, they, they do have like i know they have uh uh what's it a uh, cornhole White people spades, cornhole, they have a they whole have professional cornhole, they have yo-yo, they have hacky sack, yeah. they have pretty much anything you can think of, yeah. I love that for <laughs> you, but I do hate that the business manager, it, it's so funny to me because it seems like at some point the business manager was like in awe about how much they could steal. The yeah, the, the, the sad thing is too is that like the business manager at the end of it all, I realized was like just not a very smart person. Of course. And I've... I've been broke before, and I'm sure I'll be broke again at some point in my life. So you won't, but, but we'll I keep know it with that. Mean. So, like for me, it was like that money's gone. There's nothing you can do. And the person was like, truly, I don't think realized that they were doing it. I think the person thought I was going to continue to work successfully no matter what, and that and is, that money would never ebb matter. And flow, you'd never know. Yeah, it's the reason why I do keep so many jobs is because I'm like I never know what it's gonna yeah. about. Yeah, I was talking about it uh, the other day. I'm like a year ago to the day, like I was at like the bar. I was like I don't know what I'm doing anymore with my life. Like I like acting is great, but it only it comes every once in a while, and mm -hmm. it's just not consistent. There's no security, and then I 
got this show, Lopez, and now I've been doing it for a year. And it's like, it's crazy how it's like an overnight thing. It really can change yeah. automatically. So I, I stopped worrying about failing because I, it, it just doesn't matter. I'm going to, wow, that was just like a word for me. Like, the success I've is been inevitable. in a spiral of like t- being terrified of failure for like a good four years and not giving myself any credit for the work that I've done. Just Which is a shame like, because I you work more than anybody next. I think I know. Like, I, I see your Instagram and I talk to you at work and stuff and, like, you're literally, you're doing, like, 10 things a day. Yeah, it's damaging. So, it's like, if, <laughs> here's the thing. If you're going to fail, you're failing at 50 things. The, the odds of you failing at all 50 things are very, very that's slim. that's what I'm doing. I'm gambling like I do with religion. Like, I tell, I tell everybody <laughs> on this podcast, I'm like, look, if I get to the pearly gates and it's no Jesus, I'm going to be like, shout out to God. If I get up there and it's Allah, I'm going to be like, you know, I was with, I was with the gang, you know, shalom. I uh, had no preference. <laughs> I was about it all. Literally. We get yeah. up there and it's Buddha like bed I was rubbing on the belly I was doing peace <laughs> you know whatever it is like and so that's how I've treated work I'm like yeah I podcast yeah you want me to host this peacock session in New York you know? they're like why is Lacey here like I truly like look at Kiki Palmer and I'm like that's the career that I want yeah. it's like I just want to be doing anything and they're like why is she here and but I'm you also like, gotta remember Kiki Palmer like she was doing it since she was like nine I know and, and I think then, about and that. it's just now if you really th- I mean cause yeah she had Jenna the Nick Ortega, show, but, like people are like oh she just had a meteoric rise I'm like no Jennifer Ortega been clocking in since she was a baby yeah and kiki <laughs> kiki's been working i mean pretty consistently for like she was trying 15, to check with a thumbprint so yeah. like <laughs> and it's just now becoming the thing of like yeah. she's a bona fide movie star now and yeah. that's that's after 25 that's after starring in multiple movies that made a lot of money and in her own show and everything and now it's like now the world really knows it's a marathon y'all like and, and for everybody out there like i know careers vary like some of y'all come out the gate and and you're making all this money or whatever but like it's a marathon, so yeah. don't look at your age or look at where you are in life and compare yourself to other people. Just like keep keep hustling. I, I feel like so much more positive. Like Matt, Matt is that good. Positive it took a, it took a very long. I'll tell you what. It's like I I think about it. People are like, oh, you make all your mistakes in your teens, and then your twenties are for like development. So I'm like, no, I no. think the teens was for living. Twenties, I made so many mistakes in my twenties. It's just now in my thirties that I've started to understand. Yeah. What it is I want, what it is I like, all this, like, it's like, it's all coming to me now. So this whole, like, outlook of the doesn't matter if I fail and stuff, it's like, that stuff has just been over the past seven months. I don't, it's just hit me. It's like, the success is inevitable. It's the patience in between that. Yeah. That's really hard to get through. But it's always going to come. It never, it never doesn't come, especially when you're talented like yourself. And it's it's constant. And you're a good person. But I will say, like, my mom always said, you, you're meant to survive your 20s. So, like, if you lived through them, like, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're still here, yeah. you made it. You know Plus, I mean? most of our, I don't, I don't know about you, but, like, most of my friends decided to have kids and get married at, like, 23. And I'm oh, like, yeah. that's that's insane to me, especially in th- these days. I don't I don't know how that. Yeah, I have zero children. Marriage is a Although, I feel like a dependent could be cute right now. Like, if y'all want to <laughs> give me one of y'all dependents, if you have, like, a lot of kids, I think you can only claim, like, six, right? Y'all throw me one. <laughs> throw me one of them, Okay. See, got I, I got lucky. Kids. I've got one on set, so I get I have my my son on set, and I his Start mom was like, him on your Texas." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I am I, his father." I get to go home and not have to deal with it. But when I'm on set, I have yes. this child, so. and you are very like he's my boy. Uh, yeah, I you, love him. You're, you have a very strong dad energy, he's even my, though you have no kids. No, and I, and no I may kids. not ever. <laughs> but if I can just if we can just do this show for six or seven years and I can just have him as my son, it'll be fine. Yeah, and then we'll move on. This. 
and, and I don't have to pay for his college or anything. He can go do it himself. I have a kid on my on on iCarly, yeah. my niece. Yeah, there, there you go. That's niece, and you know we take her out on little vacations or not vacations. That would be weird, but like we go to like little concerts and stuff. Right. And I remember we went to the uh, Miranda tricked me. Yeah, I'm putting you on blast, Miranda. Uh, <laughs> she tricked me. And she was like, oh, you want to go to this Dua Lipa concert? We can take Jaden. That'll be like her little end of the year, whatever we do. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I love Dua Lipa. Like, let's go. What's she going to tell me the day before when she knows I can't back out? Oh, yeah, it's the Jingle Ball. What? Oh, oh. you mean Dua Lipa's doing me. one song? <laughs> yeah. Dua Lipa's doing end. one song. So we had to listen to, it was so, if you've ever seen the other two, it was just like that. It was like, we've got Mr. Toe. And then Mr. Toe comes out and does like songs that are samples. Every other thing was a QR code. And they're like, scan uh, this QR code, scan this, give us your and data. And the headliner give was the Wiggles. Data. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then everyone comes out, they do like one song, they're out of breath. It's completely like, although Pitbull did come out and um, I was the only person in there who I think liked that. I lived in Miami. Which doesn't Pitbull. make sense because he's Mr. Worldwide. You'd think the yeah. entire place oh, and, would lose and it. And honey, I get impressed by the littlest things. Like he was dipping down low and I was like, damn, Pitbull got some good knees. Yes, <laughs> knees. Pitbull got knees. Like <laughs> He was doing the bare minimum. I was living. Uh, but there was a point where Jack Harlow came out and he was like, hey, y'all, you know, if you out there with your bestie, put your hands up like with your uh, bestie. And, you know, all the kids are like, I'm with my bestie. <laughs> and our kid from the show stands up and she's like, I'm with my co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what a life. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I'm right there with you. But let's take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements and we'll be right back. Scam! Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her 
her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on their underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we're back, and it's time for What's Hot and Fraud. And Matt, this is where we get a letter from our fans. I, I'm not I'm not even going to pretend. I used to give y'all like a little fraud update, but now I kind of just do that all throughout. So if you want to snitch on your friends, your family, yourself, or your enemies, scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired so we don't what? Yes. Fuck up your bag. Amen. So today I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender, Matt. Obviously, you know. because <laughs> Well, we should start with the first name is Matthew because Matthews are the biggest scammers in the world. So let's go with... Uh... You sure you want to name this one after you, though? I mean, it, you, you've already said it, so people already know what to expect. No, let's go with um, Isom James. Isom James. I like that. Cool. I don't know where Isom came from. It's my grandfather's middle name. Really? Yeah. It's, it... I was like, is that like I Spice Mama Isom? In the... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Isom. I wish I was that creative. No. I kind of like that. Isom sounds like they, like your granddaddy could fight. It's I always If I was going to have a son, I wanted to name him Isom. I really So that like kids that could name. call him Iceman in, in oh, school. Oh, yes. The Iceman Cometh. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Isom says, I'm currently listening. Okay, Isom, now you know you're not supposed to be talking uh, until you're talking about what we need to know. Okay, anyway, thank you, Isom. I'm going to read the other stuff later. Isom says, anyway, I wanted to write in with a retired scam that my auntie was running. Sis, I so boom, Isom's black. <laughs> <laughs> and I love when any story starts like that because you know somebody's about to tell you something good. All right, so boom. My aunt is the master of scams. Not only is she 50 and tells people she's closer to 70 so they can tell her how young she looks, but she also scammed all the cab slash ride share drivers in our small city so bad that they stopped picking up everyone in our family. Uh, Damn. Not you, not you got the whole... <laughs> I mean, first of all, respect. Respect that you say that you're older than you are because usually you're trying not to do that. But, right. but honestly, that's a that's a good thing to right, I'm gonna start being like I'm 42 y'all yeah <laughs> wow you don't look a day over 30 yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll be more drowsy <laughs> okay what's the scam I gotta like right so she's scamming so auntie is scamming all the cab drivers and so bad that this small city wherever they live now the whole family is like on a blacklist excommunicated from yes from just because how auntie has <laughs> So, Auntie Isom says, So my parents moved out here years ago, and many of my family members followed. It's chill, quiet, and lots of work availability, so it was an easy decision to make. But once my aunt came out here, she ruined it so much for us. My parents' home has always been a central base for anyone who needs help on getting getting back on their feet, and most importantly, to host parties and family gatherings. We like to party. Like, say it like the Beyonce song. I already was going to do that, Isom. You are bossy. Awesome. <laughs> So oftentimes, when someone would come into our town before heading home after work, my parents' house is the spot to stop and chill before ending the day. This is a small town. <laughs> I want to know, if it's a small town, how do they have cabs? I mean... You go to Big Bear or something, you can't get an Uber or anything. So, like, how, how small is this town, actually? Yeah, you don't get an Uber when you go to uh, Big Bear. You get a John. 
you know, you yeah, get a Tommy. Yeah, you like, get it's like, like a guy Tommy's down the street service that you have... pick it up from the general exactly. store. Exactly. Yeah, and so I feel like it's kind of giving that vibe. <laughs> it's like you're just getting somebody who got a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one day, um, I called an Uber to take me home after work. I lived with my parents at the time, and when the Uber driver saw where he was dropping me off, he asked if my aunt or was my mom, and I was like, "No, that's my aunt." And he was like, "Does she live here? Because she owe me money." <laughs> Damn. So he was like, I'll pick you up and take uh-huh. you home. But like, your aunt owes me money and I'm going to get it. He was it. only coming to pick you up to get that money. Yes. So, of course, I was like, nah, I haven't seen her in a while, even though I knew her ass was still living it up, kiki and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, though. You're a good family member. Like, he did, this person didn't, like, Isom didn't snitch on his no. auntie or their auntie. Like, they, they, they kept I it See, chill. my thing, too, is she's, she's the auntie, she's 50, so I need to know the backstory of, like, has she always been this type of scammer? Person, like, because you yeah. allowed her to come and stay. True. I don't know. I mean, look, we all have that shady family member that we're like, oh, they're family, but make sure you lock everything up and change the safe codes when they when they show up. <laughs> I feel like that's like eighty percent of families. Yeah. That's a, the problem with family is that like we're made to believe that we're supposed to all be like best friends, but, but it's, it's like, like we just share some DNA. These are bro. not people I would hang out with on a regular day. I should, don't I share DNA Ever. with a banana? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I gotta fuck with bananas. No. I don't like them. No. Like, so yeah, it's a scam, truly, family, and we've talked about that. So the cab driver said, "Okay, well, I'm sorry." I can't pick you up anymore because she's on my list of people not to drive. I asked why, and he said because my aunt was bad business. He spoke to many other cab and Uber friends and found out that she'd stiffed them all. Now, why? Why does it the apple got to be falling from the tree like this? Like I didn't steal from y'all. My aunt did. But that's the part of family. They see that it was her. They automatically think you're going to do the same thing. I'd imagine. Yeah, and honestly, that's a safer bet. But even then, how do you scam a ride? Don't they? Isn't it connected to? So we're about to see. Okay. So apparently she pays for the first drive, gets to know them during the ride, and asks if they want to be her personal driver. She needs a ride to and from work sometimes on the weekends to get to the market and such, and she tells them that she would rather it be them because it's easier to teach one person her schedule than different people from day to day. Says she's willing to pay up to $150 every week. Usually they say yes because who doesn't want guaranteed money? I mean, $150 to drive somebody around for a week? Like, that is a steal. This must be a very. I mean, especially small town. if it's a small town, I, a 150 probably goes a uh, long way. 150 will get you an Uber Black to LAX, <laughs> one way. Yeah, I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, like Uber is a scam, <laughs> the biggest scam because they did the super Silicon Valley thing where you get a bunch of investors to give you capital, right? Venture capitalists just have a lot of money, don't know what to do with it. They're just gambling. So they put their money in a bunch of different things and see what's going to hit. They don't care. Then they drove down the price of the cab market to the point where all the cab drivers in New York City were like killing themselves and like having like the worst time in life, right? Then as soon as they had cornered the market, they raised the prices and they just started charging arbitrarily. Uber would be like, it's running outside, so we're going to add $30 to your drive for what? For what? Yeah. Like, hey, everybody need an Uber right now, so now we add a hundred dollars to every ride. Did they? Did they unionize? Did they like? They tried, and then Uber ran ads everywhere against Prop Twenty Two. Like, and they were running, or was it, yeah, I think it was Prop Twenty Two. Um, they were running ads. Like, I play like all those little Candy Crush games and yeah. stuff. I would be playing that, and then it would be like, hey, don't vote for this Uber thing because <laughs> uh, it's gonna run your price up. Like, they were buying ads everywhere, which is crazy because the odds of you in an Uber playing that Candy Crush game at that time very were probably high. very high. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, I, I think there was a time where I ordered a pizza, like, and that I saw an ad for Uber saying, don't vote for Prop 22. Cause, like, See, I thought that that went through, and that's why the prices mm-mm. went up, was because they no, were having to pay the drivers more. They lied, and it did not go through. California upholds Prop 22 in a win for Uber and Lyft and DoorDash. So they wanted to uphold it. That's what it was. And, and the drivers were like, please, this is killing us. Yeah. Like, we can't get insurance. Like, if I die of COVID because I was driving Uber, no one's going to pay for anything. Like, it was really bad. But they won because they literally spent millions and millions of dollars, like, just convincing people who are not going to do their own research to vote for it. Ugh. Yeah, it's bleak out here. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> well, then all I feel bad for is the driver in this situation. Because yes. I don't feel bad for the company. No, but... fuck Uber. <laughs> fuck Uber. Now, nah, I'm still going to, y'all pick me up, but fuck y'all. <laughs> So she was saying $150 a day, like, and they're like, oh, free money. I'm like, that's not enough. So instead of going through the system, she pays them directly. Sounds good, right? Like, let's skirt out the middle man. Well, no, because after a few weeks, she started saying, oh, they messed up my check or I got you on Friday after having them drive her around all week. This particular driver told me that she offered $20 a day for six days a week. He drove her for two weeks without getting paid. Then she tried to pay him in pussy. Mm. Um... And he was like, nah, I need my money first. First. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait. So, <laughs> so you could pay me in that, but you're going to pay me. For, so tech, so he's now a prostitute. <laughs> he's, he said no. He said, I will take some coochie. But first, I do need the money that you owe me. But I need the cash me. first. But I'm down to have sex with no. you, but yeah. please, that, that $20 you owe me, I'm going to need that now. <laughs> yeah, you very sexy but also uh i do need that 240 i mean it sounds like a small town I, it almost sounds like a good deal yeah he was like i will take the 240 and then the pussy can be late fees but, <laughs> <laughs> but i charge by the minute oh my god i was just mad at it and, and even the isis was like first sis <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically saying he'll take the cash for the gas and some coochie on the side for his troubles yeah that's what we concluded as well I so then he says he spoke to a few cabbies and uber drivers that all hang in the same area waiting for pickups and at least five others know her by name and where she works and where she usually gets dropped off she's always had them drop her off at my parents not at her house so they don't actually know where she lives that was smart wow so that's why he was like in the beginning to ice them like does is your mom live there or yeah. whatever because the whole time they've been the parents house is like remember was like the kicking spot before people right. go home from work little do they know the cabs are just dropping them off as a decoy address to get well i don't see this is the thing with like scams like the first of all it, he said that he drove her for like two weeks yeah if she didn't pay me after the first week, mm-hmm. we're done. I mean... even Or if it's at $20 a day, if you don't give me that $20 at the end of the day, I, I, then I know that you're already pulling something on me. So that's so we're done. Well, I think she's scamming him with personality. Also, like, you know, telling everybody she's 70 when she's 50. And so they're like, look, this is a fine senior citizen that I'm, you know, driving around the city. But then from her perspective, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. You've now done this to five or six drivers. How do you not think that that is not going to end well? I mean... You're just that confident? Or, like, do you not think about that, the big picture of it all? Or are you just like, no, I'm living in the moment. This is what I need right now, so I'm going to take it right now. I feel like she had coochie in her savings. So she was like... Worst gonna... case scenario, <laughs> Worst I'll always just I can pull my pants down. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Which is insane. Now I... Okay, so she offered that. 
Yeah. Which means she's offered it before and it's probably worse. Maybe. So she was probably like, fine. Oh, fine. Listen, let me dig him we can we can exchange sexual favors, I guess. Right. You're the twelfth dude to do this with me, so I know that that's what hey, I can get out of it. Hey, there might be some women in here too. There might be some non-binary people. I feel like uh, uh, Auntie is an equal opportunity scammer. You know what I mean? Everybody gets it. Everybody can get it. Everybody can get it. And I'm not mad at that. But also, like, you offer people money. Like, I can't pay rent. Well, maybe you can sometimes. But uh, you're not supposed to pay rent in, in uh, sexual favors. So <laughs> I would I would rather money so I can, you know, buy groceries and pay my rent. Um, so long story short, word spread like wildfire in the smallest city, just like you said, Matt. And now Auntie is no longer allowed to use ride shares or pick up a cab using her phone number or her real name. She even had me call her a pickup one day so it would be under my name and number. Luckily for her, this was the driver's first day, so they had no idea who she was. Instead of the do not fly list, this is on the do not pick up list. Damn. I've since bought a car and no longer need to take ride chairs. Thank you, Jesus. And Auntie has since moved on to more um, white collar scams. (laughs) (laughs) Did she stay in the town? I wonder if she stayed in the town or if it got so bad she was like, oh, time to go to the next one. Right. I mean, I like it's such a small town just hop one town over sis and uh isom says at the end here i'll spend the block some other time and tell you all about them until then stay hilarious blessed and excellent thank you isom this was great and shout out to your auntie good lord i just i for me it's mostly i i just it blows my mind that people think that they can get away with things nowadays like there's so much out there to be able to find somebody to be able to locate what you're looking for like to think that you can get away with something it's still like you, people still think that they can. Absolutely. And they can because that's you just said it. There's so much out there. So when there starts to be just so much and so much overwhelming information and we all have to deal with so much. We're all working on this crazy hamster wheel just trying to like survive. Like sometimes people scam you when you're tired or they'll scam you when you're vulnerable yeah. or like if you're just like into some shit. I had a random number. I like uh, had I was out, up for this like really big job this past weekend and I it was just a handful of us and I didn't get it. I was too young for it or something. But not the so worst, not the su- worst reason. Right. But I was super bummed out, right? And I was at the LA Marathon, like cheering on the runners because my cousin is an ambassador for Lulu. What and don't he was, like, you do? Well, he This is what I'm talking about. Like you have it a wasn't a things. job. It was like let's just go. hanging out at the LA Marathon. Yeah, it was fun. So I, people I know were running it and like I was like just cheering, just something fun to do that had absolutely nothing to do with work. It was right. just like go cheer for people and it was really wholesome and fun. And so then I get this call from my manager. I'm like, damn, this sucks. All right. Oh, well, you know, it's the business, right? This number keeps calling me and I don't know the number and I get scared when random numbers call me. So I usually don't pick up. And so I'm, I'm like sad about not getting this job. And so I was like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna pick up the phone <laughs> hangs up they're where the marathon it's loud there's a dj and they text me and they're like hey it's too loud where you are like can you call me from someplace more quiet and i was like who is this and they're like will smith what? <laughs> this is where i should have stopped engaging right hey Lacey, i i got your number from a friend just wanted to chat but real I'm quick like, damn i didn't get this big job so fuck it what if this is will smith <laughs> crazier things have happened i guess so yeah I googled the area code and I was like, Will Smith do got a house in this in one of these areas. So okay. <laughs> it's checking out. This like, is Will Smith. I was like, have we met? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he's laughing. 
laughed at anybody recently. Like, I don't know why I could continue. And they're like, then this is when I stopped. They're like, come on, baby girl. And I was like, baby girl. Okay, let me block this number. You're not in the mood for an entanglement today. No. But I let it go that far because I was sad about See, something else. But that's and the thing. You were, you were vulnerable at that moment. And yeah. you were you were in a world where, like, this, this would back. be great if like, this was a thing. What, did they answer? <laughs> yes, they would Did answer. they sound like Will Smith? They would hang up. They would answer and then hang up. And I was like, what is happening? Sorry, my service out here in Woodland Hills in my mansion is just not great. They're like, so. I'll call you back. In an, I have a meeting. I'll call you back in an hour. What's the end like, game for, Will, for this Will Smith? <laughs> I don't know. I never figured it out. What was the out. point? Can you call me from a, a different place? Oh, I'm going to hang up anyway. Like, what's the scam there? That's a question for you. You run this. Like, do you find yourself getting scammed more because of the fact that you run a podcast a, about scams? I will say I'll let something go on uh, longer than I know I should. Right. Just because I'm a bit of a voyeur and I'm just interested in And seeing, you might like, be able to use happen. it later. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Like, I've told everyone on this podcast, um, I, we had Naomi at Paragon and we were going to have her on again from her wedding scams, but I had a massage that was, like, totally a scam. It was the weirdest massage I'd ever had. It went too short. The guy, like, made me do, like, weird stuff. It Did wasn't, it wasn't like, assault or anything. It was just, like, weird, was it not a, like a massage. A, like no, it was at this, like, Silver Lake place that looked all hippie-ish and stuff. And my friend, Laura, she had the best massage. And I came out, and I was like, was that weird? Did they, like, make you put your clothes on after 15 minutes and then do, like, weird stretches and stuff? And then and then did they, like, hit you with a Theragun after? And she was like, no, I had a regular massage. But I let it go on so long, knowing it was fucking weird. He was talking the whole time. I'm like, why are you talking to me? Like, it was crazy. But I let it go on because I just wanted to see where it was going to end up. And that's what I did with Will Smith because I was sad about this other thing. And so I was like, I don't know. Let's just see if this is Will Smith. I knew it was a Will fucking Smith. I'd like to think it was. I'd like to think it was Will Smith. And he's still sitting there right now going, damn, my fucking service just doesn't work. And all I, I want her, is I to talk to him. It's just bullshit. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with Historic Hoodwinks. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. And we're back, and it's time for Historic Hoodwinks. And a note up top, because we don't scam our journalists out there, much of this story was told via an exclusive interview with Wired Magazine's Joshua Davis in this article, The Untold Story of the World's Biggest Diamond Heist. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. I got, a, I got a really good one, huh? Yes, you did. Wow. And Joshua Davis, um, and all of his links, like all the links to this, every piece of uh, information as always, are in our footnotes if you'd like to take a deeper dive or whatever. So let's get started here. Still dubbed the heist of the century 20 years later. How is this the heist of the century and I haven't heard about it? I am I feel like I have heard about it. You think you, you have? Okay. Yeah, Will Smith told me about it one time. <laughs> wow. And I, wow. And it, See, it was, was the only story he ever told me. And, and so I think it stuck <laughs> with me. He called you back after an hour. Yeah, we actually FaceTimed. It was great. 
<laughs> so the Antwerp diamond heist began when a ring of Italian thieves were hired to break into the world's most impenetrable safe full of over $100 million in loose diamonds and jewels. So Leonardo Notablarto perfect pronunciation <laughs> in the school of Turin. oh man this man kind of good looking for so I, I do want to i'm gonna just take a guess here i think maybe this may have been what the italian job was based on maybe you think really the movie do he kind of has a mark Wahlberg just, thing just going shaking on her head. let's see but, but shaking her head no or yes no <laughs> okay great but hey we, we tried it might have been you know listen his hair is so thick like, if I see a man with thick-ass hair like that, you know, I, I might let thick him Thick hair, the, the fact that he doesn't have a cigar in his mouth is really throwing me off because he strikes me as somebody who always has a cigar right. in his He's mouth. He's definitely talking with his hands. And it's yeah. Leonardo Notarbaltolo. No, so I did say it wrong. It's Notarbaltolo. There we go. Was the ringleader of what would become one of the most infamous gangs of thieves in the world. Born in 1952, Leo's, ex, come on, Leo, his exports grew from pilfering from teachers as a child. Not you robbing the educators? Damn. <laughs> most kids bring a teacher an apple. You stole her wallet? You got to start somewhere. <laughs> messed up to hijacking cars as a teen to finally stealing jewelry from salesmen in his 20s in italy in his 30s leo found his niche see we were talking about that in your 30s you can find your niche in crime yeah. as well yeah okay it's not limited to just like what we consider legal profession maybe i'm at the point where i can steal that hacky sack now yeah so yeah i feel like you could get into your car your crime bag as well so i'm mm -hmm. proud of will for uh taking the patience that it's I've nice to lacking. know that i have time yeah yeah I'm going to start taking my time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like Le like you and like Leo. In his 30s, Leo found his niche, right? Cultivating an elite team of thieves with a number of select skills known as the School of Turin. He opened a school of crime. This actually sounds really dope. Right? <laughs> this actually sounds really dope, and I'm really upset that I've never been asked to be a part of something like this. Like a crime this. school? Well, if that... it's that intricate, if we're getting that extreme, then I'm cool with it. Like You are a scam, but you couldn't take a hacky sack. You can't take no diamonds. I stole beer from a store once. <laughs> you looking down like... <laughs> I did. They, they don't... It, they used to have a rule where they couldn't chase you out. So once you got out the door oh, with yeah. whatever you wanted, they can't chase you they that's why a lot of stores have, have security there yeah because yes. they're allowed to go out. but they would always put the beer right at the front this has nothing to do with that stands, was not but... wise of them to put it right at the front no that's that was not, that the, was dumb not in the them. small town that i lived in because i could just walk in grab a case and walk out yeah that feels like it was like free samples like yeah. uh, of you know beers that's bud that... light was not missing out on on that <laughs> that payment so shout out to bud light love <laughs> their seltzers mm -mm, bitch <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call synergy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no. So he's got a school of thieves. And I love that. So he's got, he's pulled off dozens of successful uh, gym robberies by then and gained a reputation as one of the world's top thieves. So in the thieves circles, they're like, he's that girl. He's, you know, the Beyonce of thieves. Like, people really look up to him. So the planning for the Antwerp heist began in the summer of 2001. He had used the majority of the previous year posing as a gym importer in the Antwerp Diamond District of Belgium, a neighborhood that continues to contain one of the densest concentrations of wealth in the world. And we all know diamonds are a scam. There's so many diamonds in the world. They're literally pillaged from countries in Africa uh, and stolen from and then they're hoarded. So they increase in value and then they like, you know, trickle a little bit out there for the girls and diamonds aren't my best friend. Sleep no, is. You go with moose and I. <laughs> 
Usenite is like the fake one that looks exactly like a Yeah, that's so ethical. That. But it's lab made, it's fine. I'm sitting here with some diamonds on my hand. I don't think they <laughs> conflict. I think they were peace diamonds. I don't know though. And you won't ask. No, I won't. We will leave it alone. We will. And we'll carry on. I bought them in Mexico. I feel like that's better. Well, Mexico too, (laughs) I feel like maybe that's not. You bought them in Mexico for how, well, how how much? Uh, I'll I'll tell you up there. Okay, great. So you're trying to get me me caught up. No, I'm just saying, you know, depending on the price, it may not be real. I don't know. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to help you out here. I, I I had them appraised, but they're not big. It's just like a little thing. But they're real. Mm. A little, little. Anyways, so uh, they're not giving d- Belgium, honey. They're not giving <laughs> the world's densest, like, you know, these are bloody diamonds. So Leo's cover allows him to access tours of vaults, dealers who bought his stolen goods, and a safety deposit box inside of one of the world's most impenetrable vaults. So one day, Leo was getting coffee in Antwerp when one of his local dealer associates offered him 100,000 euros, roughly 160 USD, to find out whether the Antwerp Diamond Center, the building where they both kept their gems could be robbed so they're all keeping their gems safe in this super safe safe right even though he's stealing his gems right right but he's still got to put them in the safe now they're like could we rob the place that we use as a safe and the answer is yes yes and who better to rob it than people who already use yeah, it yeah. so using a secret camera hidden in a pen okay go go gadget <laughs> it's giving spy kids <laughs> Leo gathered intelligence and it's <laughs> <laughs> Jackson VP. <laughs> so literally Leo... had an entire episode, I think, yeah. about a time. <laughs> so Leo gathered intelligence and took photos from the police surveillance booth on the street of the building's underground vault. The impenetrable vault itself was three tons of steel with six layers of security. Wow. That's it's no match for the greatest. This is the person ever. It don't look as. Can we zoom in? Okay, I'm pretty sure I have that vault. Right. That is that is a vault you find at an antique store for like two hundred dollars. They got that vault in the Holiday Inn. (laughs) That's. Are we sure it's not a fridge? It goes. You put the boop 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 boop, and you hit the key button. That's the vault. You can't unlock it unless you just press the number one and two, (laughs) and then it opens. (laughs) Three and four. Zero, 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 zero. That just, okay, so that's the door of the vault. Yeah, can we zoom in? Because it just ain't giving what I thought. Okay, we can't zoom in on it anymore. It's just terrible. Okay, I guess. No wonder they were able to rob this. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a combination wheel with 100 million possible combinations and a keyhole with a foot-long impossible-to-replicate key. Okay. All right, they're doing something right. They're doing something. A foot-long key. There's like Subway I've never sandwich seen a length key. keyhole. But are we sure it was an actual foot-long? Because those Subway sandwiches are not actually Yeah, that's inches. true. They got sued because they was not giving the yeah. girls a foot. Yeah. yeah. People's just that? suing for anything now. They were right. They said they said we said a foot. We didn't say 12 inches. We're talking about a human foot. It's actually <laughs> Mr. Mr. Fresh. <laughs> It's his foot, okay? I also like to know, like, where they keep that key. Like, does somebody walk around with a foot-long key That's attached a to a chain? That's a key. How do you even walk around with that key without people Just seeing you have a big-ass key? Yeah, it's giving Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> it's a little goofy. <laughs> so the door itself was designed to withstand 12 hours of nonstop drilling. Oh, it sounds like Isom's auntie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and was embedded with an internal alarm to alert to vibrations. 
So additionally, the door was outfitted with a magnetic field whose alarm was triggered by the door opening and needing to be disarmed by another keypad. All of this for a rock, bro? But I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if you go through this much to get something and you get it, you deserve it. Yeah, I feel like the cops got to be like, hey, man, they got us. Listen, this was supposed to be unpenetrable and they did so i think you sue the vault maker god could you imagine being that vault maker who's like i came up with 40 different ways to not be able to do this there's a hundred million ways to do a hundred million ways to do this keypad and you're gonna sue me for not for it not working so the inside of the vault was outfitted with motion heat and light detectors and copper steel safety deposit boxes inside which required a key and a combination which each had over seventeen thousand. 500 possible combos. So even more combos when you get in there. It's just not worth it. It's not. I can't imagine this is worth it. Especially to think that you're not going to get... You're the number one thief <laughs> out there. They're, you're automatically going to be the person they go after, right? True. So then it's like... But also this feels like an ego thing. Like this is like the Rubik's Cubes of yeah. robbery. So it's like kind of yeah. like, let's do it for fun. Yeah. When Leo was first sent to survey the vault, he agreed that it was impenetrable. But the dealer who approached him went to great lengths to convince him otherwise. Mm, so the heist the scammer scamming the scammer right $160,000 to like go to jail jail like, no no although when was this in 19 19- and the heist began in the summer of 2001 oh, well wait that was a bad time yeah then maybe it wasn't yeah that this wasn't I guess it. that 160 would have been like 250 maybe and that's yeah that doesn't yeah, seem it's not really giving so <laughs> the next time Leo heard from him it was outside of an abandoned warehouse five months after the initial meeting that's where you do you crime got, you guys have to chill out with where you meet up this <laughs> no is... it's gotta be sketch an alley if Come somebody on. tells me to meet me in the, in an alley I'm my first thought is I'm not surviving this night I've already night. said that that's the we work for I'm crime good. it's alleys you meet gotta me at go a Starbucks alleys. no that's not where you do crime that's where you pretend to write a I was gonna say that's where you write the script that's never gonna get me. Right. That's never gonna, I'm sorry. I hope y'all not listening to this time. Y'all y'all follow y'all dreams, okay? Somebody was typing the end as they heard this and they were <laughs> no, like, they're, no, they're I typing knew it wasn't worth interior it. Interior night. Okay. <laughs> interior night, a vault, unpenetrable. <laughs> they're like Keisha's breasts <laughs> bounced boobily as she ran down the stairs from if you her murder. Right out bounced boobily. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying your script. Yes. Okay. As they flopped <laughs> left and right. Uh, yes. So sexily. Yes. Literally. I'm, I'm glad Abby's back today. <laughs> she remembers when we were talking about this. Okay. Anyways. So the heist. <laughs> Next, so the next time they're meeting up in the warehouse, right? Inside was an exact replica of the vault and its antechamber were waiting, reconstructed from the photos Leo provided months earlier. So now they didn't hit us with the, D, the 3D printer or something. So inside the replica vault were three Italian men who introduced themselves as the genius, the monster, and the king of keys. Ooh, okay, that sounds like the holy trinity of yeah, robbery Aladdin's right there. Yeah, about to show up and... Do some work. <laughs> the genius feels like the person who made the vault. Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. But I just want to guess, too. The monster, they the all do murders, right? I, I would imagine the monster is 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 the the bronze, the Yeah, the, the sociopath who will, do, who will definitely do murders. Yes. That's the person you got to worry about, like, once y'all get the jewels and y'all are like, yay! Then they're like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, yeah. kill everybody and take everybody's cut. Very conveniently take it all. Yes, and then the King of Keys, who sounds like the King, King of Keys, has multiple foot long keys. Yes, 
He's like, I love, I always eat fresh. <laughs> I love a foot long key. So the genius could disarm any alarm system. We were right. The monster was monstrously good uh, electrician. Oh, wow. Right, that's a little much. Yeah, a monstrously good electrician. Why do they call you monster? Ugh, I can flip a switch pretty well. Oh, you ain't seen me work with little wires. Yeah, <laughs> like, always cut the blue Step one. Step back. I like to think that while he was doing it one time, like somebody was like, holy shit, you're a monster. Right. They're like, keep that. These days we would say a beast, but yeah. these dudes are like old and corny. They're like, he's the monster of little wires. <laughs> Or like maybe hands. like you know like like lightning like come up with something that has to do with, with electricity. electricity. Yeah, it feels lazy to call yourself the monster. I would call him the plug. That's come it. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. The plug was right there. The plug. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Ooh, you're right. Okay, spark plug something, bro. Like the the monster. We thought you were doing murders. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, but and then you have uh, so he was monstrously good electrician, lock picker, getaway driver, and mechanic. Okay, so at least he has some other things All going right. on there. So then the king of keys was the grandfatherly man who was one of the best key forgers in the world. So he was like, oh, pop pop, who know how to make them keys? He was making them old school keys. You know, they had like the circle uh-huh. at the base, and then they have like the long thick things. I love out. when like really old people get into the, like when they're in their like late 70s yeah. and they're like yes I'll do this heist and you're like what for hell yeah Cause whatever what you got now like you're clearly living like you're able to live now what what is millions of dollars going to do for you in the last eight years of your and life? that's the thing I don't think it's about the money for them they're like this is fun I like making keys you know I, if, what, what, if you retire they say like if you go into retirement you're more likely to die faster like you gotta have yeah. hobbies or you gotta keep working that keeps your mind sharp so he was like I'm gonna keep doing robberies so I can stay well I would here. imagine if you've been making keys your whole life and then you yeah. hear that there's an unmakeable key you're gonna want to do that's your like you would you I look would, in the mirror and you go the king of thieves oh the king God. of keys has this i would die if i made the key i think i would just be like like i would just like my it's life's work is done <laughs> i'm actually not going to continue with the heist i'm gonna pass away now but, <laughs> right. uh, take the key and it works. All right, y'all. Here you go. Where you going? To pass away. <laughs> I'm about to go hop in this grave. I did my big one. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. So together with Leo's longtime accomplice, Speedy, they formed the team. Do these names. That would break into the world's most impossible vault. The genius could get them past most of the sensors. The monster could pick the rest of the locks. And the key just needed a clear image of the final key to recreate it. Leo got the necessary footage by planting a secret camera in a fire extinguisher near the vault's keyhole, which captured the guards using it. With the team they and necessary information they gathered, the heist was on. So, uh, the day before the heist, on February 14th, 2003, okay, Valentine's Day, Leo took his last visit into the vault as a tenant, and Venus Williams played against her Slovakian opponent in a nearby diamond games. So, Venus' prize was a diamond-encrusted tennis racket worth nearly a million dollars. Nearly the whole neighborhood attended the games to watch her win it. I love that Venus and Serena had the girls in such a chokehold that everybody attended the games to watch them win. They weren't even thinking the other person had a chance. They're like, y'all trying to go see that Venus concert there was no upset for anybody <laughs> nobody that was, it was look there she is with already it. destined and she looked like yeah like <laughs> i won she it. took this photo meanwhile there was a heist going on down the street yes and what a good you know good, what a great way to distract everyone they're looking at the diamonds on this racket that we know venus yeah. definitely is gonna get 
Love this. So as Leo stealthily approached his safety deposit box, he removed a can of hairspray from his pocket and sprayed the combined heat motion sensors, insulating it from major changes in the environment. So really did that. That hairspray thing that we see in movies was actually real. That's crazy. So later that night, Leo dropped his team off on an empty street and waited in his car with a police scanner and cell phone. Yes. Got to make sure the gang ain't out. (laughs) So with the Diamond District all but empty to watch the games, the genius, the mom, Monster, the King of Keys, and Speedy broke into a derelict office building next to the Diamond Center. This is giving Blue Streak, and I love it. So they entered the private garden in the back, and one of the only places in the district not under video surveillance, and climbed the center's adjoining balcony to disable the alarm. So these old dudes are now climbing things. Hey, whatever it takes. They were stretching. It was really I'm still stuck on the Blue Streak comment. I've seen that movie like 80 times. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever made a Blue Streak reference to me, and I'm just I so happy Martin about it. Lawrence. Oh, my God. Ah, it was such a good movie. <laughs> so together, the gentlemen made their way from the balcony to the vault's antechamber and covered the cameras with black trash bags. There, the genius used a double-sided tape and a slab of aluminum, pictured here, to reposition the magnetic field monitoring (laughs) the vault door, keeping it intact but no longer active. So now they got some aluminum foil and they're scattering the magnetic field with the Reynolds wrap. Wow. I can't... I feel so weak right now for not being able to take a hacky sack. (laughs) Like, this is makes me feel so small. These guys, like, had no fear. We're just going after this, and I'm over here like I couldn't even take a hacky sack. I mean, listen, you did take it, though, Matt. And I didn't take you, it far enough. You, But you had the thrill. You had the thrill, and you kicked it back. You were done with it. You were done with that hack. Stolen, don't need it. Give it back. Right. You had that moment. You were outside like, oh, just part, just chest. I also, oh. I think I'm just trying to come to terms with the fact that like, I'm not smart enough to do any of this. Yet, yeah, nor do I It's I just really, I'm realizing the time. it. No. I barely do the stuff I do. So I'm, I'm definitely not trying to get out here with the Reynolds rap. <laughs> so next, the King of Keys steps in. Banking on a guess from a gathered video footage, he correctly guessed that the key was, he, <laughs> that the key he was hired to replicate actually already hung unguarded in a utility room that guards were seen visiting before entering the vault. So their lazy asses done just put the keys somewhere. It's your fault. You don't make a foot-long key that you just leave unattended. If anything, you should have made a tiny key if you're going to leave it unattended. Right. But they were like, look, we've done enough shit. Like, if we, you know how long it takes us to get in this vault every day? Three hours. Like, we just want to make something easy for ourselves. Well, and I guess at the end of the day, they don't get in trouble if this gets broken right. into, right? Doesn't matter. So rather than let authorities know their unreplicable key could be replicated, the team opted to use the original and plug the combo in taken from the video. So they were like, just in case we want to rob them again, let's not let them know that this system is flawed. Let's just take the real key so that they'll think that we just we were stupid and didn't know how to make the fake one wow so they were like this way we could come back and dip our toe again yeah <laughs> we could come back for seconds y'all lead a door oh, lead a door open <laughs> I'm gonna lead a safe open yes love it don't sue me Bruno Mars so <laughs> The king picked the final lock on the metal gate. The monster disabled the rest of the alarms. And at this stage, the monster has worked in total darkness, keeping his breathing as slow as possible so as not to raise his internal temperature and trigger the heat or the alarms. This must be some old people talents because I'm a woman who runs hot and cold and like, I don't think I could keep my internal body temperature. Not under those circumstances. 
I'd be freaking out. No, Odo's pretty large. I also want to know, like, is his, is his name the monster like how, like, somebody's name is tiny, but they're huge? So, like, <laughs> right. was his name the monster, but he was, like, a very like small the man? face little cherub. Because I'm just picturing, like, James Gandolfini in season four of <laughs> Sopranos just like... <gasps> But having like to slow Stanley it down, Tucci. and he's just like. But yeah, Stanley Tucci is, That's what it would have to be. <laughs> no, I feel like it's got to be like Stanley Tucci, but it would be very funny if it was like James Gandolfini. He's eating, <laughs> eating a, a sub while. <laughs> so over the course of several hours, the team opened 109 security deposit boxes in the near total darkness, <laughs> gathering gold bars, foreign currencies, and above all leather satchels which were thought to contain the most prized treasures thousands of uncut diamonds they gathered so much loot they had to abandon some of it and it took them over an hour to haul their diamond laden duffels back up the stairs past the sensors and into the decrepit office building from which they entered so what are we looking at right here that's the inside the vault it looks like a disheveled preschool classroom. This vault. <laughs> see, the this vault was not... never given no sex appeal. No. Like, you put that was... much money into something, it should look nice. Like, it should be all black. It should be sleek. Like, why does it if look... If I was bringing a million dollars worth of something to somewhere and they brought me into that room, I would be like, this is not enough. This looks like a mausoleum. Like, I'm be just going to nice, put my like, shit in Hollywood forever. Shay's like... Lounge in the center. Yeah. Some sort of red curtains somewhere. All the marble looks different. Like, it's not even, like, giving aesthetics. As a millennial, I would never put my di- my diamonds here. Absolutely not. You know, the, the I would take it to the Hype House giving. or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I feel like my, my jewels are most protected where TikTok dancers are just, like, constantly. 100%. Because they're going to be creating content 24 hours a day. That Those jewels will never be unattended. Nope. Okay? Somebody nope. will be doing the woe next to my diamonds all day long. And I'd be able to see them, and I would yep. know. Yes, constantly, constantly posting. I'd be like, I know my diamonds right back here (laughs) (laughs) while they're dancing. Not in this Chernobyl vault that's going on here. This is not giving. And then also, like, when they opened everything, it's so mismatched and hodgepodge. This is not aesthetics. Yeah, I don't want to look at this anymore. (laughs) So they left a bunch of stuff behind because they were like, damn, we can't even steal everything that we want to steal. So Leo picked them up with their full bags and they quietly drove to his nearby apartment. According to Leo, when they arrived, the team was eager to celebrate and opened one of the many diamond-filled satchels on the floor of his living room. It was empty. He opened another and another. They were empty too. Despite all their meticulous planning, it looked like the robbers had been robbed. With the most of the prized diamonds, Leo's expected the haul shrunk from $100 million to about $20 million across lower-value gems and loose currencies. Still what, a lot of money. But what the hell happened to the fucking diamonds? The also, like, why did y'all open a pouch and, like, rub around in there, like, while you were in the joint? It, also, the diamonds are heavy, so what was in there? Well, you would imagine they're probably little diamonds, though, right? Uh-oh. Like small diamonds in, in little satchels. Oh, yeah. I was thinking they were going to be, like, you know, like... A titan- giant diamond? <laughs> like the Titanic, like the... <laughs> gigantic jewels <laughs> big ass rocks so they were robbed okay I, I, I'm very excited for that right so what it might have been like the biggest diamond heist of the century meant to test the world's best security protocols may have been the world's most elaborate insurance scam perpetuated by the diamond dealer and his associates the dealer who told him to go yes. that he should go do it because the dealer had already done it Oh, okay, let's see. But that feels like what it is. He was like, I'll give you 160 k to go give me insurance fraud. Because yeah. what are you going to do? Go back to the authorities and be like, man, we tried to rob this place and it wasn't even anything in here to be robbed. Just mm-hmm. sitting there like, look at look at all these bags. They're empty. Look at all this shit that we stole and there's nothing in here. <laughs> 
The monster had to breathe very lightly for an hour. He passed out. <laughs> we had to drag his body out. I will say it did sound a little suspicious right. that the dealer was like, you should really try to do this. And the guy was like, Leo was like, nah, I'm actually good. And he's like, nah, come on, come on. I really feel like we could do this. Yeah, I, but I, I I, do yeah. love that he didn't get his, like the best Why didn't we thief in the world. Why like, did not question his motivation? Wow. Getting caught. With all their planning, the only evidence they had committed what, what could have been the greatest robbery in the world was a single bag of trash. No alarms were set off during the crime. The guards were not alerted and the loot was never Found. As for the rest of the team dispersed across Belgium, according to plan, Leo and Speedy took off from Antwerp in a rental car with only their own trash in the back seat. Their plan was to burn it all. However, Speedy got panicked at the end of the job, and when he pulled off the highway to a remote part of the forest, and instead of burning the trash, he scattered it all over. Now, Speedy. Speedy. <laughs> now, his name's Speedy for a reason. Yeah, He's impatient. Very. It's giving Aries. <laughs> like, I ain't got time to burn this shit. <laughs> like, but let's go to these You literally little... gave me this nickname. What do you expect? <laughs> Why do we give Speedy any trash? We knew he wasn't going to burn it. <laughs> He's not patient Like, what are we doing? So, first of all, this is not scattering to me. Speedy threw this shit out of no, his car. No, just dumping it in one, one place. He threw, he threw it all out in one place. Like, I'm clearly looking at all the trash. Like, it's not a little here, a little And here. that's all the trash that is supposed to have been from the vault. Yes. And from breaking in. It looks like a bunch of CVS bags. I don't understand. Yeah, this wouldn't be appealing to me. I, I would have known. I would have been picking up these bags going, I don't think there's diamonds in these. Yeah, no. I don't think there's precious jewels in these. And I don't think there is. I think this is evidence. And he was, Speedy was supposed to burn it. So there was no trace. Fucking and instead, Speedy, Speedy dumbass, going to just throw it all at one spot. Yeah, but then again, like, you gave him the name Speedy, you should have known. Yeah, don't give Speedy a responsibility that takes time. Like, <laughs> that was y'all's fault. So Leo didn't have time to clean up, and so he gathered the panicking Speedy back in the car, leaving what he hoped to be seen as a worthless sandwich wrappers in the wake. So like you said, it looked like a bunch of trash. Like, who's going to think? So unfortunately, the part of the forest that they stopped in was owned by August Van Kemp, a Belgian grocer who often took his pet twin weasels out to hunt rabbits on the stretch of land. As one does. As you do in Belgium. When you're a grocery baron. My weasels. Must take them for a walk today. To hunt game. (laughs) So August went out hunting just hours after Leo and Speedy left and found the mess that they left behind. He phoned police who were used to... So he used his calls about messy teams, about a number of envelopes labeled Antwerp Diamond Center left next to a half-eaten salami sandwich. So the police were used to the, this uh, grocery baron calling and being like, there's bad teenagers on my land. They're fucking with my weasels. Right. It's unacceptable. <laughs> so the police are like, okay, what now, rich man? All right, we'll be out there in a little bit. But when they get out there, they see envelopes labeled Antwerp Diamond Center. And... Half the sandwich that sandwich. the monster, a.k.a. James Gandolfini, <laughs> left behind. I think you might be right. So Capicola just sprawled out across the So much gabagool. So instead of ignoring his calls this time, the police came running. Over the course of 36 hours, police were able to utilize a mix of torn business cards, sandwich receipts, and August's surveillance footage to identify the genius, the monster, and Leo. Damn. 36 hours because y'all didn't want to throw away some goddamn trash. Because they were, by the way, they were so pissed off that it didn't work out that they just were like, fuck it, we'll just throw it Also, bro, you would have been better off throwing the shit in the fucking garbage than throwing it. Literally, anywhere other than in a place like that. 
Like this because nobody's looking for you. Like y'all knew to have aluminum foil to like scatter the signal. You know how to hold your breath and control your body. You did stuff that scientists like a goddamn crocodile. Like. (laughs) But y'all ass didn't know how to throw away trash. Y'all needed one more person. The garbage man. And that... <laughs> they were just bitter. Yeah. I think they were just super bitter. This is an emotional response. And they were like, I don't care. Speedy, get rid of it. This is me on the phone with Will Smith. <laughs> this is an emotional response. Uh, and see, that's our weaknesses as scammers. Like, you really have to assess where you are, how you feel, and what your motivations are before you make a decision. And it's really hard to do. It's extremely difficult to do. Well, it sounds as as though they also like thought of every scenario other than the scenario that these diamonds wouldn't be here. Yeah, and I think that threw them off their game completely. And so now, like they're they're fucking up the biggest part. The King of Keys probably died immediately. Yeah. He was gone. I mean, did he though? Because they didn't actually use his key, so maybe he has a hope to live. And from what I'm seeing, they identified the monsters, the genius, and Leo. We ain't heard about the King, King of Keys, Keys yet. So the police arrested the genius and the monster while they surrounded Leo's home back in Italy. According to timestamps, had Leo had his phone on just a few more minutes, notice he could have been on the run scot-free. Instead, authorities immediately took him to custody, confiscated the diamonds and the SMS card in his Antwerp apartment, proving his and his associates' involvement. Authorities were subsequently able to arrest Ferdinand Finotto, a.k.a. the monster, Elio Denorio, they got some names on them, uh, a.k.a. the genius, and Petro Tavano, known as Speedy. Petro, this is really your fault. Petro is at fault here for, for everything that happened after not finding the diamonds. Yes. Yeah. They were also never able to find or identify the elderly king of keys. Of course Come they weren't. On. I'm actually so happy about that. I'd love to think that he was like this 80-year-old man who just flew right under the radar. So cute. Or maybe they even did find it and they were like, listen, he's 80. We're not putting him in jail. They're like, we got all we need, guys. We don't have to put pop They didn't up in get jail. anything. He's so cute. Okay. And I think like... <sighs> I bet you he didn't have social media. I bet you, like, no. his grandkids probably weren't calling or visiting. He probably spent most of his days, like, gardening. I wouldn't imagine he went back to his shop. And I just guess. kept making keys. Oh, so cute. Until his last days. Oh, I love him. So it also turns out that the vault was actually uninsured due to its security flaws. So it was very doubtful that Leo was telling the truth when he said they didn't nab the diamonds. What? So Leo robbed everybody? But at the very least, several million in goods were stolen and the current whereabouts are unknown. Leo was sentenced to 10 years in prison for his role in masterminding the scheme. In 2009, he was released on parole and after serving after four years of his sentence, (laughs) he violated his parole and was re-released in 2017. So he went right back to crime. Yeah, uh, yeah, somebody like that always does. Yeah, that's your profession. When when you started at, at six years old... Yeah, you're, you're not doing anything else. That's like that catch me if you can thing. Yeah. Where like, if anything, he should have just gone and worked for the law at that point. Which to is help like, them... don't be a professional snitch. Like, no. <laughs> keep those secrets to yourself. But of course, he went back out and did it again. Yes. So his associates were given five year prison sentences, and their current whereabouts are unknown. Now in his seventies, Leo reportedly lives in Javeno, a city in Turin, running a small jewelry factory in semi retirement. How old is it? It all man came back jewelry? to diamonds. It all came back diamonds to the diamonds. Okay. Wow. Oh, man. What a ride. Well, that brings us to the saddest part of the show, the end, where we have to let our scamming Matt go. But before we do, 
we're just going to do Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight a charlatan group of criminals. You know, one person. We'll see if they're worthy of our praise. Maybe they aren't. Today, we're talking about the city of Newark, New Jersey. Boo! <laughs> You don't like Newark? The armpit of America. Never Jersey been. Jersey is ass. Oh, I'm gonna get my ass beat. Y'all gonna y'all gonna do y'all a club dance on me? Are you? Are, y'all gonna beat one me of up them and from then, like, New Jersey? No, no. I just mean like the congregation. I think I'm like, bitch. How dare you come for Jersey? For Jersey. Okay, but so the city of Newark, New Jersey, was reportedly scammed into becoming a sister city with a fake Hindu nation. What? How? So in March 2023, Mayor Ross Bakara invited representatives of the Kilasa to New York's City Hall for a cultural trade agreement. The problem is, Kilasa isn't a real country. A fact that could have been easily discovered through a Google search. So, Kalasia, or how do you say it? Yeah, Kalasia is a creation. I don't creation. think it matters because it, it's, yeah, not, it's real. not real. Why am I trying to say this fake shit right? <laughs> you, can, Kalasia, you can say it Kalisi. any way you want. It doesn't exist. So, Kalasia is the creation of a notorious Indian scam artist and fugitive, Swami Nitanandia, who, <laughs> who has reportedly been on the run from, oh, excuse me, um, assault charges since 2019. So not a good guy. Neither the mayor nor anyone else in the city were aware that a Colossia was a fictitious status until an official ceremony had already been held. So. Deserved. <laughs> mayor Bakara reportedly believed that Colossia to be like a Hindi and Indu, or excuse me, island just off the coast of Ecuador. The deception was discovered just days after the ceremony, and we have a little footage of the ceremony before any money had been exchanged as a result of the sistering ceremony. I don't understand what sistering is. Like that, we just go take taxes from New Jersey and give them to these people because we homies. What does that what mean? Started off as a seemingly well-intentioned partnership has turned into a giant embarrassment for the city of Newark. Earlier this year, Mayor Ross Baraka invited what he thought was the Hindu nation of Kailasa to Newark City Hall for a cultural trade agreement. But it turns out Kailasa is no nation at all. It's a fake. Very embarrassing for the city. I truly don't even have words for it. I'm really sorry for the city that they got duped in that way. We can pause there. I, if if something is a Google search away, and you don't do it, and this happens. But also, I would say if the, any city wanted to partner, like I'm not gonna be like, is it a real city? That's not my first question. No, but I'm definitely doing some research. Yeah, that's true. There's gonna be some because there's you gotta imagine there's a lot of money involved in that. Yeah, and it, maybe this is like a little. There's bit a of there like, was a ceremony. <laughs> They threw a ceremony, which was pro- there was probably a budget for the ceremony. Oh God! And then Jersey just Jersey was like, "Give him the money, give him the just money." Do it. This is gonna put Jersey on the map. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Jersey was so desperate to stop being called the armpit of America. They said, "Let's let's well, link up and kill Lassaba." The only thing that Kilsaba. put them on the map was the Jersey Shore, and that's probably not. Mm, I mean, that kind of did good, like Snooky and Jay Wow. And oh, they've done very well for themselves. But I would imagine to try I... to make a better name for Jersey, that probably then Jim Tan Laundry. You're not getting better than that. Nah. That's good. <laughs> That's peak Jersey. Upon revelation of the deception, Newark City officials have declared the ceremony now null and void. They were like, it's canceled. Never mind. Never mind. April Fool's. April Fool's. The joke's on y'all because we actually was waiting on y'all to figure it out that it was fake. (laughs) So we knew all along. Uh, I I feel like this is a fun scam. And I hope that, um, actually, I don't want this guy to get away with it because he's supposed to be a nasty man. So I hope they catch him. And the fake city. Oh, they haven't caught him. Uh, uh, Let's say they have. 
Let's hope that they if have. If you don't have the information, they have. No, I mean, just, we don't Just know. to make us feel better. It's just the ceremony is null and void. So he might be out there, y'all. If anybody's trying to partner with your city, maybe Google to see if he's they're He's in Idaho in right now trying to pull the same thing. Literally. He's at this small town with his auntie, like, yeah. scamming all the Uber drivers. She, He is the driver. He's <laughs> the one who's pissed off. Oh, my goodness. What a fun time, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks we, for having me. We always ask, where would you like to be found? Any socials? Any uh, thing you want to plug? Anywhere people can watch uh, you? I obviously. only have Instagram, and it's my name. Uh... And I am on Lopez versus Lopez on Friday nights, NBC at 8 p.m. Uh, and then I don't know when or if it ever comes out, but there's a show called Bad Monkey that's coming out that I did a very small part in uh, the first episode. And, yeah. Yes, from the makers of Ted Lasso. Yeah. So get into that. I'm also on Lopez versus Lopez, and we yes, finally have some scenes we together had, coming We up. finally had a scene together yes. after 18 episodes. <laughs> We did it. We did it. We did it, Joe. It was very nice. Um, so you can catch us both there. At Matt Shively is his Instagram. If you want to find my Instagram, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. If you want to follow the show and see all these wonderful pictures, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. But you know we post them on the Insta. And I've, I've been doing good, y'all. I've been putting them on time. I've been uh, speedy. Okay? Thank you. Um, and as always, stitching your friends, family, relatives, enemies, aunties at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. All right, congregation. I want you guys to get out there and be the master key. Yeah, what was that his name? The king of keys. Yeah, be get the out there and be the king of keys. keys. Or the queen of keys. Or the queen of keys. Or the non-binary icon of keys. Be they of keys. They of keys, yes. Damn goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. The Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our recording engineer is Abby Aguilar. And our audio editor is Jesse Karen. Research for the show is done by Kaylin Brand. Stay scamming. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.